Welcome to the Laugh Support Podcast with your hosts, Michelle Van Dusen and June Colson. A couple of clean comedians here to support each other and others through comedy's wacky and winding roads. They'll talk about highs and lows and some traumatizing shows. So get ready, get set, let's go! <laughs> All right, welcome to our first podcast of Laugh Support brought to you by the Hot Breath Network. I'm your host, Michelle Van Dusen, here with my friend and co-host, June Colson. In this episode, we're going to talk about why we started this podcast, how we became friends, and let's learn a little bit about June today. So, June, tell me, let's start with the why. Why? Why did we start this podcast? It's a great question, Michelle. Um, <laughs> I have no idea. Um, considering that we are two women over uh, 40 years old. Um, one of us is over four foot tall. Hey, <laughs> and, we're both over uh, four foot tall. <laughs> and we have um, very limited technology skills. Uh, we now have to learn new things, which I've never liked to do. Like um, like terms like RSS. Uh, what is that? I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> and, and, and the World Wide Web intranets. And um, yeah, so... And on top of that, what do we have? We have families, we have husbands, we have children, we have dogs, you know, I mean, really it's the perfect storm. Yeah. You might hear the dogs in the background every so often. I mean, you never know. And the kids, you never know when they're coming and going. No, but that's life. That's real life. Isn't it? Isn't it? So yeah, it's going to be, um, (laughs) it's going to be uh, an interesting ride. Let's just say this, but, but realistically, okay. So really, why did we start this podcast? Yeah. Um, I think it's in the name, right? So the name is. Oh, laugh support. Okay. Say it again, Michelle. Laugh support. I was going to say it, but when I say it, you say that my Southern (laughs) accent comes in and it's laugh support. Yeah. It sounds like you're saying life support, which this is technically both because when you laugh, it helps your life. This is true. (laughs) This is true. The laugh and life support. It's laugh support. And uh, in case you haven't guessed, I am from France, <laughs> Kentucky, okay. from the, from the southern, like a France, Kentucky or something. There's a Paris, Kentucky. Ooh. Yes. I'm from Kentucky. Where are you from, Michelle? Uh, originally outside no, of Chicago. No, I didn't ask you originally. Oh. <laughs> Where are you now in your life, Michelle? We can't live in the past. <laughs> okay. Right now I'm sitting in the middle of my house. talking to you. No, uh, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. That's where I'm located at the moment. Okay. Now, now tell me originally, Michelle, what's your Uh, origin story? (laughs) My origin story. I'm originally from the Chicagoland area. I'm a suburban girl, a little town called Oak Brick Terrace. Originally the town was named Utopia. And then I moved there and they changed the name. Yeah. It's no longer a Utopia (laughs) when Michelle moved in. Well, okay, so my origin story then would be I was born a baby in Indiana, um, northeast of Indianapolis in a tiny, tiny, tiny town called Shirley, Indiana. And um, and then I moved to Kentucky because my dad worked for General Motors at the Corvette plant. And so, um, so yeah, my grandpa said I was half Hoosier and I was half hillbilly. So I am a hoobilly. That's what I am. <laughs> so what would you be? What, what, what do they call people in in Chicago were people, just people. And then yeah, Tulsa just, in Oklahoma, they're what? 
Like we're Hoosiers uh, and hillbillies. What would what, what would your combination be? Oh, well, so, you know, the Chicagoans, right? Um, and then Oklahoma, it's always an Okie, but that's usually from Muskogee um, from that famous song. So, so Okies and Chicagoans. So what would that be? Chicagoans? <laughs> I yeah. don't know. Uh, people. We'll, <laughs> we'll just, just go with, okay. we'll just go with people. People, lots of people, people, loving people. Okay. So because you're from, you're, you know, originally from Indiana and um, I'm living out here in Oklahoma, how did we end up meeting? Like what, what's our story? That's a great, that's a great question, which is also kind of what inspired this podcast, right? Is it's called laugh support. And what's cool about our story is that that's literally how we became friends. So, um, Oh gosh, probably around 2015 for me. I'm a, I'm a Christian um, and comedy became a thing that, that God called to my heart for a ministry and said, you know, I want you to go out and, and kind of tell your stories and those kind of things. And, and I had no idea how to do that. Right. I had, I had, I mean, I'd always been funny and, um, and my family is really funny and I have used humor for a long time, kind of as a, you know, a weapon to, because I was, I grew up really poor. So I use comedy as a way to kind of, you know, keep people from bullying me and keep people back. And, and so now I had to figure out as someone who is a person of faith, like, how am I going to go do comedy when all I really knew was dirty jokes, you know? So, <laughs> so yeah. So I was like, okay, how do we do this? And um, I ended up going to a conference in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, uh, that was sponsored by the CCA, the Christian Comedy Association. And I run into this itty bitty lady named Michelle. <laughs> oh, wait, that's me. Okay. And well, I saw you the first year and you were just like, I just remember seeing you, but I never met you. I didn't speak to you. Like you were just kind of running around and you were busy and you were helping everybody. And it seemed like everybody knew you. And I really was just kind of a, a fly on the wall, like watching what people are doing, trying to learn as much as I could soak everything in. Go ahead. What are you thinking? Uh, I think you were more like a deer in headlights. Yes, I was. That's really what you looked like. like. The fly on the windshield. <laughs> Instead of the one on the wall, I would just splat. <laughs> oh Lord, what is, what's happening here? But yeah, so the first year, um, I, I just listened and watched, and um, I think one in one room, I had written actually, hey, it did have one joke, and it was awful. It was so dumb. Oh my gosh! Do you remember? And Can you tell I it? Do. I, well, I don't remember the joke, but I remember the premise of the joke was um, because I don't know why, like comedians when they first start writing I like not not all but a lot of people I've heard when they first start out do like potty jokes do like bathroom jokes or whatever and women you know I I had two 10 pound babies like huge babies like I like (laughs) yes I honestly thought that's what they meant by a man trapped in a woman's body Michelle (laughs) babies Uh, to clarify you didn't have these babies at the conference not at the conference prior okay Right. So my babies were big boys and we went to, um, we went to Cedar point, we rode roller coasters and like 10 pound babies destroy your internal organs. So I have to pee like every 10 minutes. So I wrote a pee joke about how <laughs> I wrote about how, um, cause it was like true to my life at the time we would ride a roller coaster. Then I would go pee. And then we get on the next roller coaster. Like we would do a, a coaster in the bathroom, a coaster in the bathroom. And my kids went nuts about it. They were like, you're ruining our trip. Why do you have to do this? And I'm like, cause you ruined my body. And this is why I have to do this. And like, I didn't like, 
Well, you know, all those stories about the roller coasters getting stuck upside down. Oh, but no, it's not where I needed to be if I had to go pee. So, oh. so I did this stupid joke about, um, about <laughs> me being a French roller coaster rider. <laughs> And it was wee, 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 wee. It was so dumb. But see, I'm still laughing about it today. So it's actually a very good joke. Well, here's what's amazing. I did it in front of the, the I, Rick Roberts, who is like an amazing human being and an amazing uh, teacher of comedy and, and comedian himself. He He was holding this breakout session. And I'd said nothing to anybody the whole time. And then he said, well, does anybody have a joke they want to run by? And all these people ran their jokes and it got quiet. And I was like, okay, okay, me. And I slowly (laughs) raised my hand and I said it out loud. And he was like, huh, well, and Rhonda Corey, which is a good friend of ours and just an amazing comedian herself, Rhonda Corey, I had never met her. And she was like two people down and she goes, I get it, girl. I get it. And I was like, oh, okay, good. There's one mom in the room who like got why I wrote the joke. Well, now I would say I gut it because she doesn't say get. She says gut because she's Rhode Island and, and she guts yeah. it. Yeah. And she's also I, a mother of a boy. So she really guts yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. Gets it. Yeah. Gets it. So, so anyway, that was my first year at the CCA. That's the only comedy I did. But the next year I was like, I, because they would do these breakout sessions and you could go on stage. You could do like two or three minutes. I can't remember how much. And then like veteran comedians would kind of critique what you're doing, give you some ideas, which is a really safe environment to try, Mm -hmm. you know, comedy for the first time. And so I, you know, I was like, okay, God, I'm going to do this next year. I'm going to come up and I, and I'll do this. So all year long, I kind of like, I wrote stuff and I wrote stuff and I'd never been on stage. And the next year, Michelle, you were doing a, a church show in Kentucky. Yeah. Because your family, is that right? Your family is from? Yes. So my husband's family is um, from the Kentucky area and from Bardstown. And so I got a message from Aunt Carol and said, hey, you know, when you coming out next, uh, we'd love to have a comedy show. And I'm like, oh, well, I'll be in town, you know, or in the area on such and such a date. She's like, great. Who are you bringing? So when she said, who are you bringing? I thought she meant other comedians. So I put together this huge show. And um, when I got there and found out, she's like, no, is your husband coming? Are the kids coming? Like, that's what she meant by who you bring in. The family had nothing to do with the comedy. I'm like, oh my gosh. So I had this amazing show. And I remember inviting you to participate in it. uh, So much so that I put you on the flyer. Yes. I was the comedian who was on the flyer, who was clueless that she was on the flyer and just sat in the audience the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> but you did. Ask, so, okay. So Michelle says to me, do you want to do some time on stage? And I was like, wait, what? Uh, no. And she's like, no, sir. you know, as if I was trying to be humble. And she was like, no, you can do this. And I'm like, no, I seriously have never been on stage before. This is not. And, and there was, I mean, it was a, it was a good little crowd in there. And there was like comedians who'd been doing comedy forever now that I think about a few that was in that audience I'm so glad I didn't (laughs) go up the first time because some people this is again why we do laugh support because some people um they can critique you 
in a way, especially when you're a new comedian, right? And you're really vulnerable. You don't know. I That was the most vulnerable I've ever been in my life is writing this stuff. And also because my stuff is really very personal, you know, because I'm talking about PP and the wee wee on the, no, I don't do those <laughs> jokes. But, you know, like it can be very close to somebody's heart and you're new at something. And, you know, so if, if someone doesn't critique you, um, in a way that's helpful and that, you know, can be harmful, then you could shut down so fast. Oh and, yeah. Um, and there's yeah. a few and nothing against the people who were there, but there were a few people that I think like that person wouldn't have known how vulnerable I was at the moment. And they could have just said, Oh, that was, you know, eh, no, you need to cut that. Don't do that. You know, whatever. And it would have shattered me. I might've just been like, okay, I, I, I'm so embarrassed. It's just, I'm stupid. I should never do this and walk away. But, um, but I didn't, I was the ghost on the flyer, right? I was the person who, I was just enjoying meeting your family. I was sitting beside your aunt and she was awesome and she lives close, right? And I'm yes. like, I just want her to be my aunt too, you know? But she's asked me to stop coming over on holidays at this point, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, apparently you eat too much is what she told I me. I do, I love food. So. But yeah, so then, uh, so, but I had my notes. So that was pre, you did the show before the conference. So you were like, people yes. are in town, we'll do this show. And um, and then we went to the conference. So now I kind of met a few comedians now because the year before I didn't really talk to a lot of people. Um, and now I felt like, okay, I've met a few people. And we went and they had, I think it was the second day that was scheduled to do the um it was open the mic. Day. Maybe it was the third day where they did the open mic. Yeah. Right. Second day. Second day. Okay. Okay. So yeah. So second day and um, I had my little paper and everybody went to Waffle House. I was just learning that was a thing to, you know, to go to Waffle House. And um, I, I remember sitting with uh, my friend, my new friend, Vondell and uh, Timmy Boyle was there entertaining all the waitresses and it was just such a fun and cool vibe. But the whole time in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, I like, I made a promise to God, I would do this. I'm going to do this tomorrow. And so I headed back over to the, um, to the hotel and I was going to just practice my lines like all night long. And there were you and Dina, mm -hmm. um, O'Hara, Dina O'Hara, and you guys were sitting in the lobby area and I heard you holler my name and you guys were just kind of sitting hanging out and um you said where are you going and I said well I, I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do the open mic tomorrow um but I, I I'm just gonna go practice because like I I have so much written and you were like well where's it at and I said well in my room I have like a printout or whatever and you said well bring it out here and I actually have multiple copies I don't know why like I thought I'm gonna tell my <laughs> jokes and people are gonna be like we need those jokes now do you have copies of those <laughs> Right? Everybody's here going to want to buy that. Right? Will you write for me? I don't know. So I had my like, um, you know, it was three minutes and I probably had five pages written for three minutes. I think it was 15, but go ahead. It possibly was. It pro are we doing the math though? I had five copy, three copies of five. We're not doing math on here. No, okay. no, no math. So I bring my big, I bring my big um, notebook out, you know, my three ring binder with the laminated pages. It was on wheels. You were dragging it through the <laughs> lobby to get to where we were. <laughs> yeah, excuse me. So I, uh, so I bring the paper out and you were like, well, let's look at this. We'll just do it like you would do it. And so I, I start doing the whole thing. And, um, 
and it's like six minutes long. You're like, yeah, we're going to have to cut some stuff, right? Yep. Word economy was very, very important. Yes. I was learning that for, there's so many terms that you have to learn when you become a comedian, right? The whole like color wheel of comedians, like what, you know, if it's blue comedy and and it's clean comedy and, and I, you know, I don't know. I didn't understand a lot of the stuff, the, the bombing. I got that. I got that on my first wee, you know, wee, wee, pee, pee jokes. And, and bombing and killing are two different things, even though they both sound very violent. They do. Bombing is bad. Killing is good. Well, you were there for me. You were my laugh support because you were going to keep me from going up there and, and bombing. And, um, yeah, so I, I I laid it out and we sat there and when you talked and I remember you and, and Dina stayed up with me till like one o'clock in the morning, helping me cut out words that didn't need to be in there. And um, I'll never forget one of the best pieces of advice you gave me early on. Cause like I, I had, I always liked comedy um, and all I ever watch are, are funny movies. I don't really watch violent movies. I don't watch chick flicks. Um, I started watching the Saturday Night Live when I was young you know, uh, and living color was my favorite, favorite TV show. I have just always been drawn to comedy, but like you have these images on television of what a stand up comedian is and how they do their thing. And Hey, everybody, how you doing? Anybody here from out of town? Yeah. Don't do that. Yes. <laughs> and Michelle is my, don't do that friend. Don't do that. And I remember like there was a line in it where it was, instead of me saying, um, have you, oh, I, I said, have you ever tried to break up a fight between a six-year-old and his imaginary friend? And I remember you telling me to reword it because it was too early for me to even pose a question that someone in the audience might actually answer back. Mm-hmm. And so we reworded it. And I didn't think about that, but like when you watch comedians on television, it was always a, Hey, how you doing? Everybody's talking to people in the audience. And you were like, you don't need to talk to anybody yet. <laughs> Like, yeah, you you, need to work on your material, right? Yeah. And you never want to ask the audience a question and giving them an opportunity to answer because now they're going to try to get involved. And and now you're, you've opened yourself up to hecklers and you you don't want to do that. You want to present it in a way that it's a statement and um, you can get into the joke. So then, then they're like, oh, that's hilarious. You know, like, or well, ha ha, they want to laugh. They don't want, that's hilarious. You want people yelling things at you. Right, that's- right. <laughs> unless you're, I mean, unless you're that comedian who's doing crowd work, like, like Robert G. Lee. I, mm-hmm. I've watched him perform a few times, once in a church show, once at a club and just watching his, but that's what he does. You know, I mean, that's his thing. He does crowd work. He is the master of it. You know, that's what he's done in California for years. And, and so I've seen it done really well like that, but I was still writing PP jokes. I didn't need to talk to. <laughs> Have you ever peed before? Audience, right? <laughs> Have you ever had a baby? Yeah. Right? Hey everybody who here's had a kid who here has a boot <laughs> who was born by a woman. <laughs> like what? A roller coaster. Have you been on a roller coaster today? <laughs> yeah. Well, if I got just written you. in the car with your family, like I didn't need to, I didn't need to talk to people. I so, love it. So our friendship started as laugh support. You, you literally popped in. Um, well, how long have you been doing comedy now, Michelle? You've been doing it for a lot longer than I have for sure. 
That is a great question. And um, you know what? We could probably answer some of those questions next week because we only have like a few more minutes left. I'm just asking um, for a number, just a number. For a number? Oh, wait. See, this is a math-free podcast. Write it on a piece of paper. Slip it. <laughs> Slide it across. <laughs> Over this. So our listeners can't it. see what it is. No. <laughs> um, it, it's been about 17 years um, since, since my youngest kid is nine, 19, yes. about when he, st- when he was two. Oh, wow. Yeah. So clearly here, here I was this girl who drove to Nashville, Tennessee with, you know, one joke the first year that was horrible, but I had a little bit of something, you know, I had some, I had some decent material and it was absolutely the coolest moment. I think, you know, now, so that was, um, 2018 was the first time I've been on stage. Right. So we're not doing math, but that's been, you know, almost, more than two years or three or four. <laughs> and I remember um, there was another guy. Well, I mentioned Timmy Boyle before. He's he's out of Canada. He's a comedian out of Canada. And he is just a larger than life. Like you don't know what you're going to get from this guy personality. And he had heard that I was going to do this. Um, I was going to have this moment, right? And And kind of what my journey was. And so every time he saw me, he's like, all right, which room are you going in? Who's because we could pick who was going to critique us, right? We could partic- pick what room. And I was so blessed to have Rick Roberts, who was somebody that that was the CCA president at the time, and I truly trusted. And then um, uh, Mark Christopher Lawrence, he's definitely somebody to look up and an amazing career. And if you if you ever watch or see his stuff on Instagram, and he's just a very inspiring and talented human being. And I didn't know him, and he didn't know me, and he will never remember this moment. But it was a moment I'll never forget because I, I went on stage. Timmy had like hounded me the whole time, even to one point where he was like, what if I'm an angel sent from the Lord and I'm just here. And then as soon as you go on stage for the first time, I'll disappear. But what's, what happened is he made me laugh. Right. And yeah. laughter conquers fear. Laughter yes. can just shatter fear. Right. So he got me laughing and I just kind of relaxed. You helped me get prepped for it. I went on stage and I did this bit about breaking up a fight between a six-year-old and an imaginary friend. And there were so many people already there that were so kind to me and supportive to me and were in the room. Um, I, there's a comedian out of Alaska named Angie that uh, I gave her my phone to videotape and it was hilarious because she, I think she had it upside down or something. And then every punchline, she would go, <laughs> June. <laughs> a laugh track to my first like open mic <laughs> it was it was awesome but I remember um the, the crowd was so receptive Rick and Mark just said such kind things and like really praised the the way it was written which you know you should have gotten credit for that because what I did was not how I wrote it but coming off that stage and having video of um of me coming down and the crowd and I, my knees literally buckled. I like came off the steps and my knees buckled and I just went to my seat and I was like, I just did that. I just did it, you know, but I was surrounded by laugh support. I was surrounded by positive people that, um, you know, that got me there. So that's how our friendship started. And, um, you know, with the podcast, right. We had, we had a friend, a mutual friend that nudged us. Who is that? Michelle? Uh, that would be Joel Byers, who um, is an amazing guy and how much he set up this network and things like that. In fact, um, we're very close to being out of time, 
But I do want to say the CCA fosters and so does Hot Breath University. They they foster, um, we want you to do well. We don't, it's not a competition. It's, you know, I'm funnier than you kind of a thing, but it's, it, it's a fostering environment. Let's build the next generation of comics. Let's build them in a way that they have the tools, they can understand the trade and, and to grow. And so um, I love that um, some of the people that you named, I mean, they're just, they're funny comedians. They're from all across the country. Well, and well, international, because Timmy's from Canada. Yes. And, um, and Joel. So I really, I really appreciate you sharing your story with us today. I mean, that was, <laughs> and now I want, I want you to bring next week, if you could, if you still have it, the laugh track of Angie laughing, I would love oh, yes. to yes. hear that because that be Angie's amazing. She's out in Alaska and she's doing comedy up there and uh, Angie Stubbs, right? Yes. Yes. That's oh, right. Uh, and he, and here's the deal pickles for the people listening. <laughs> so <laughs> This is, this is kind of our goal with this podcast is, you know, we're going to talk about some moments. We'll talk about um, like who helped you. We're hoping, you know, in the future to interview people and kind of find out who helped them along the way. While both of us are Christian comedians um, and comedians that are Christians, I don't know how you, you label yourself, Michelle, it's not for me to do that, but this is a, this is for clean comedians. This is for Christian comedians. Um, you know, they, they can just come in and, and hear, cause I think when we hear how someone else helped them, then, you know, that can be some advice that, that people pick up on that maybe new that go, oh, okay, maybe I shouldn't walk out there and just start doing crowd work at my first open mic. Right. So, you know, our hope is that, you know, that they get some laughs by listening to what we're doing and they hear some tips and just have some fun and, um, you know, let us be here as your laugh support. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, thank you for listening to our first episode of laugh support uh, again, I'm one of the hosts, Michelle Van Dusen, with my best friend and co-host, June Colson. Yes. And I always like to end by saying, um, when I end my things, I always say, Jesus and June Bug loves you. And I feel like, Michelle, you need, like, I want to, like, end this thing with, like, a Jesus and June Bug loves you. And then you need to have something like it, too. So hear, hear me out. This is what I'm thinking. Okay. If I say, Jesus and June Bug loves you, then you say, Lil Michelle and the Messiah Tell you to take it higher. (laughs) No, I'm not doing that. No. No. Well, then we'll just say goodbye, y'all. Thanks for listening. I'm I'm Michelle Van Dusen. Have a great day.